0: Okay, so we just went ahead and finished up reading through 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, So now we're going to go ahead and jump right on into chapter 2. And if you didn't see, uh, watch the teaching on uh, chapter 1, go ahead back and look at that first. uh, Or listen to it, whichever the case may be. But um, here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2... It says, and I, brethren, the Apostle Paul, continuing to speak to the Corinthian believers in Jesus, um, he says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come to you with excellence of speech or, or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. Now, remember what Paul was doing here when we read chapter one. He was kind of getting on these Corinthian believers because of the division that was amongst them. You know, they were saying, some were saying, I am of Apollo, some I am of Paul, I am of Cephas, which is Peter, you know, and I am of Christ. You know, they were just kind of dividing themselves up. And Paul was saying to them, hey, come on, we got to be of one mind here. We got to show unity within the body of Christ here. Okay, we can't be having this division. And Paul's saying, you know, I'm pointing you to Jesus. And we're going to see that as we read here as well. He's pointing them to Jesus. He wasn't pointing them to himself. And he's even kind of, um, in a sense here, just kind of making less of himself by saying, I didn't come to you with any excellence of speech or, or of wisdom, he says, declaring to you the testimony of God. He was just, that's what he wanted to do, declare the testimony of God. He wanted to confirm them in their testimony in Jesus Christ that they stand in Jesus and they stand in Jesus alone. You know, again, it's not about the church you go to. It's not about the religion you belong to, the denomination you are part of, or the non-denomination that you claim to be. It's not about any of that. It's about Jesus Christ in you and being led by his spirit. We'll see here as we go on. Watch verse two. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, that's where we need to be focused is on Jesus alone. Our relationship with him, our obedience to him. You know, are we walking in Christ? Are we, you know, being led by his spirit? Are we living like Christ in the way that we lived? Right? He says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. So he's not lifting himself up. He's not, you know, bragging about himself. You can look and you can see a lot of People in the pulpit today bragging about how great they are, you know, and and you know how powerful they are, and how rich they are, and how wealthy they are, and how they have need of nothing, you know, not realizing that they're poor and and wretched and naked and blind, you know. Um, so because th- th- we need Jesus. See this life, this Christian life. If you are a Christian, it's not about you. It's not about what you can achieve and what you do. It's about Christ in you. you mu- John the Baptist had it right, you know, when he said, he, he must increase, I must decrease. And that's the Christian life, Christ in you, okay? He said, in my speech, in verse four, Paul says, in my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So, Paul was led by the Spirit. He didn't care what he looked like. He didn't care what he sounded like. He didn't care who who was following him. He didn't want anybody to follow him. He only cared about making Christ known to them. Okay. Um, And he says in verse five that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul's saying again, look, you know, he, he could have made it where he tried to draw people to him. He he tried to get people to follow him and and all of that, but he wasn't about that. He goes, however, in verse 60, he says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You know, that's the end game here for the people that think there's something in this life. They're gonna come to nothing because in the end, every knee will bow, as I mentioned in our last study, right? Every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So we we, we need to get to that place right now. In the here and now, we need to get to the place where we realize we're nothing. Everything we know, everything we have, everything we've attained to, you know, is nothing. It's but dung for the excellency of knowing Christ, as the Apostle Paul also said, right? So he says in verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So you see, the mystery was it was all about Jesus, It was all going to be about Jesus. Everything you read, go back and read the whole Bible from Genesis on through, it was all going to point to Jesus. Everything was preparing everybody to come to that place where the number one priority was Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, and he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Nothing else matters. Again, your religion, your rules, and your regulations of your religion, the law, and all of that stuff that was of the Old Testament, it was all pointing to Christ. It was all about Jesus. In verse nine, famous verse here, Paul says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You see, I'm telling you folks, what lies in store for us if you are a born again Christian if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you're walking by faith in him, you're being led by his spirit, we're just passing through this place, you know? And, and God has things that have yet to be revealed to us, just like to the people of the Old Testament, what was revealed to Paul and the people of his days in Jesus Christ, I mean, was amazing. And what's yet to be revealed to you and I, those of us that are in Christ, is going to be amazing, right? But God has revealed them, he says in verse 10, to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit teaches us all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit indwells the believer and we can know the will of God, we can know the wisdom of God, but again, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, 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 and that's what Paul preached. Christ Jesus and him crucified, right? For what knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no uh, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. See, that's the only way we're gonna know the will of God is, is through the spirit of God revealing it to us, his spirit indwelling us. Christ has given us of his spirit. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And he says in verse 13, these things we also speak Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, with spiritual, it says here. So, look, that's the truth of the matter as well, okay? We are living in a time, you know, Jesus, think about a lot of the things that Jesus said, right, when he was here. Uh, He said, the words that I speak are spirit. And truth, right? And, uh, you know, they were trying to understand the Jews of that day, were trying to understand everything from a physical standpoint, um, you know, they, they, an intellectual standpoint. But Jesus was teaching them spiritual things, the deep spiritual things of God. And that is what he still does today by his Holy Spirit who indwells us. Um, let me read on here. But the natural man, verse 14 says, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, if someone's not born again of the Spirit, they're really not going to understand the things of the Spirit of God. You may wonder, you know, why people do certain things that they do in the world today, right? Why did, you know, why does somebody think a certain way? You know, um, I'm not going to get into too much here, but I'm just going to say that if someone is not born again of the Spirit, they're not going to understand the things of the Spirit of God. So we have to have compassion and understanding on the fact that we were once there as well, because everyone must be born again. And there was a time when I wasn't born again. There was a time when when I walked in the foolishness of the world and in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life where these things governed my life, and they were the primary thing that I focused on, right? But then, we're, then when we're born again of the Spirit, we begin to see things. We begin to discern things, spiritual things we discern, okay? But when we're, but when we're not born again, we can't expect to, to know that, nor can we expect someone else that's not born again of the Spirit to know spiritual things, right? But he goes on, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Do you see what Paul says there? He says, we've got the mind of Christ within us. Okay, so... In verse 15, he says, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. If you're truly walking in the Spirit, if you're truly led by the Spirit, then no one has the right to judge you in, in what you're doing or what you're saying because you're truly in the Spirit. And, you, and you'll have that fruit in your life, okay? Let's make that clear. The person that is led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, will have the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. They'll be a person of love and joy and peace, temperance, long-suffering, gentleness, faithfulness, kindness, goodness, right? This will be evident in that person's life, okay? And therefore, they're not out doing stupid things, acting like a fool, harming other people, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So they're not going to be rightly judged because they're truly walking in the Spirit, And we have the mind of Christ. Verse 16 there ends with, but we have the mind of Christ. Again, he's speaking to the born again Christian, that person that has the mind of Christ. They're walking in the spirit, led by the spirit. And they're not saying, hey, I'm of this church. I'm of that church. I'm of this religion. I'm of that religion, you know, and all vainly puffed up with all that kind of thing. They understand, and just like Paul did here in this chapter, he he took away from himself. He said, I don't have any wisdom. I don't have any excellent speech. There's nothing to me. I'm pointing you to Jesus. And look, if, if you're involved in a church somewhere, then that's what should be happening from the pulpit. Okay, You should be being pointed to Jesus, not pointed to how great the pastor is or how great you can be or none of that, but we have the mind of Christ. So therefore we're to be like Christ, gentle and meek and humble and filled with the spirit led by the spirit, having the fruit of the spirit evident in our lives. So that's nice and short there. We'll go ahead and stop. Um, I went ahead and record it today or, you know, uh, record it live here, um, chapter one and chapter two of uh, 1 Corinthians, and um, who knows, maybe I'll do chapter three today. Um, If not, we'll get back to it some other time. But um, God bless, thanks again for listening. Once again, as I always say, if there's anything we can do to help you reach out to us, go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, go to the contact form, fill it out. Any questions you have, anything we can pray for you about God bless, we will see you next time.